What is up, you motherfucker? What did I do? <clears throat> that was a playful motherfucker. Oh, I see. Don't worry. Just about to crack open a macadamia latte. No sugar. Yeah, how is it? <clears throat> Pretty damn good. Shout out to Taika. T-A-I-K-A. Coffee that conjures clarity for sending through the pack. My man, so my man Colin that does... Uh, why this is interesting the newsletter he hit me and asked and wanted to send me some and i was like well let me wait till i get to america but send my man tj some Ooh. um that was cool uh, because i got a text message like one of those automated text things saying like you you know thank you for blah 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 your shipment of taika is arriving and i had no idea what it was about so i just said okay and then they sent it to me Yep. Well, welcome to being friends with Chris Black. The benefits are every huge. day I wake up and there's a new box on my doorstep, and it <laughs> reeks of your stench. You had your <laughs> hand in it at some at some point, and I oh, think it's it must smell. It must smell like oh, a nice mix of Aesop deodorant and um, <laughs> mouthwash and Comme des Garcons yeah. uh, cologne. Well, uh-huh. that's, that's, it sounds pretty good to like me. Like an unwashed Bodhi trouser. Is what it smells like. <laughs> that, that sounds. That also sounds pretty good. Um, what's going on, King? Oh, speaking of, is my uh, somebody was asking me, is it pronounced Bodhi or Bode? Wow, you simps don't know. Can you can you clear the air for everyone listening? There's probably some <laughs> simps listening right now who don't know. Bodhi, of course. <laughs> if you don't know, I just how like to pronounce- when you say that word because it reminds me of like watching Baywatch. If you if you didn't know it was pronounced Bodhi, you can unsubscribe to this podcast. <laughs> Woo! That is not true. That is not no, true. Every kidding. listener counts. Um, give us a great rating interview on iTunes. God bless. Every listener counts, unless you're a simp. Um, I just went on a little bike ride for fun, which I've never done in my life. <laughs> a bike ride for fun, which you've never done in your life. Never. Was, I mean, this, I've ridden- this was not a solo bike ride. Yeah, it was. I've been riding. I, I've been using like the, the city bikes here in Montreal mm-hmm. to get to and from places because it's just easy and there's no traffic. But today, I just took one out for a little hour and a half spin just to reconnect. You know. You know they say that that Mother Nature is re relearning and healing, and I think this is all part of it. The 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 metamorphosis that Chris Black is going through in quarantine is unprecedented. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty incredible. But, you know, I think it, what it is is that Sundays, you know, if I take the day off from exercise, which I've been trying to do because my body is under immense stress and pressure, yeah. um, I, I usually, you know, just really take it easy and lay around. But I think a little bit of movement, like a bike ride at a, mm-hmm. at a medium pace is better, you know, active recovery. It's something to help you feel like you're not a you, you don't get a full guilt. Exactly. And then you also, you know, you don't exert your body enough to, to you know, be hurting the next day. Maybe well, even also, better. I also had pizza last night because I'm a bad boy. Fuck. I mean, I, rem- it, I was reminding me of like the last time we, you and I and a bicycle were together. I remember I was in in front of wax paper sandwiches in front oh, yeah. and i was like take my bike for a little spin around the street i want i just want to see you and i remember you being like this little i don't i'll look like i'm a poor person riding a bike like i can't <laughs> i can't be spotted on a bicycle like you were very i don't know if i said that i don't know if i said that 
in more i mean i may be zhuzhing it up a bit for the drama but you you were basically i mean you you were not team team two wheels up until recently no i was not and you know what i've learned i think is that um it's actually as as a person who's often a pedestrian and often in a car Mm -hmm. but never in a bike i never understood their side of it and now I have a full 360 understanding of how like transportation in cities work and it's really opened my eyes a lot. This is a real freaky Friday situation. You sound like a white guy who just got his first black friend. (laughs) Hey, be cool. I've had black friends for a long time. Um, (laughs) But not in a while. But but yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. So I kind of understand a little bit more of how how we need to share the road as people. Um, Both on four wheels, two legs, or or two wheels. I, I gotta say, I, I obviously I love it. I'm here for it. Do you um, do you think that since you've been riding so many of these rental city bikes, which are obviously inferior, that you may pull the trigger and cop a cycle for yourself? I feel like I probably should, but I don't like the storage aspect at all. You mean like you I, don't, I don't like the fact that you don't have storage is what you're saying? I mean, I just, yeah, I, I'm not going to put it in my apartment. I, you can't lock it up on the street. It'll get stolen. So it's a little mm. bit of a game of like, where do I put this thing? And that's the beauty. I mean, obviously the city bikes are are, are inferior and they're heavy and they're, mm. they're shitty. But sure. I, I don't have to, I don't hang it on my wall next to my arrow press and take a <laughs> flick. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a little cooler in that way. And you're not but able to, to keep it in like your building doesn't have an area like in by the laundry or something I don't, where you can put I it. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, it might, honestly. I don't think so. I've never even looked into it. But Why I mean, it would be cool to buy one. I mean, I would like something that's in between like some, you know, like cool guy cruising bike and, and like a actual sport mode, you know? Yeah. I think I could, I could prescribe a couple looks for you, you know, in, in the, um, you know, $1,800 range seems like a good price for you. Yeah. I felt like, I felt like a two, I felt like two grand was probably what it costs to get something, you know, cool, which is not nothing, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm willing to invest in my, in my, you know, physical well being. This is making me happy. I gotta say, Chris. <clears throat> I I mean, look, man. Honestly, I, I I think I had the wrong. I mean, also, I've been friends with so many people that embraced bike culture in different ways. From like when I was younger and lived with like bike messenger, like hardcore dudes, mm-hmm. uh, all the way to like dorky graphic designers that had fixed gear bikes. You know, so yeah. like it's never been made to look that cool to me, unfortunately. No, well, but people really do be hating on cyclists, like they the the bad the people that are bad at it really just give it such a bad reputation and it just i mean even me like when i'm driving around and some cycle bros fucking around i i it, it pisses me off and and i'm i'm one of them that's the thing that's <laughs> so what i'm I trying to it. understand i like i've said before in this podcast i see both sides like chanel so also, i'm trying to <laughs> <laughs> do you so know just try- <laughs> do you know how much the the supreme mountain bike costs because i think i just found the perfect perfect cycle for you <laughs> uh i i imagine they went pretty quick so the resale cost is probably around three to four to five thousand love it i feel like it should be more i feel like it should cost like ten thousand dollars it could be ten racks i mean it, I, I don't. I don't have Grail pulled up right now. You know, it's shout not out my to, save. Shout out to Atiba when I spotted him last week with the full, pretty legendary. The full 
Honestly, honestly, that was cool. <laughs> like, I really thought it was cool. It was a very advanced fit. I mean, most people in the timeline were like, that's a, that's a lot of Supreme, bro. But, you know, <laughs> Hellraiser shorts, vintage Jawbreaker <laughs> tank top, and then everything else on him was like a piece of Supreme that, that is very expensive and rare. I mean, it's cool because you know he's not paying for it. If it was some fucking dork mm. that had paid for it, you know, yeah, they'd be, like, it'd be hey, different. Yeah, do you want this like supreme helmet? And he's like, fuck it, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I guess I need a helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I that's what I did today. And then last night I had pizza because it's it's uh, Alex's birthday on Monday, so we we uh, we had a little za from Eleanor, which is like the best the best pizza I've had in a long time, actually. So you are having so we have Memorial Day in America. You guys have Bay's birthday. Yeah, she thinks that it was um she thinks that it coincides for a reason. Yeah, I mean, it's all about the fucking troops, baby. <clears throat> I well, I mean, I I don't well last week in Canada was a ho- last Monday in Canada was a holiday. So Yeah, you guys had some fucking syrup and shit. Family Day or whatever they call it, you know what I mean? Family Day is a real holiday. That's pretty cool. I don't know if Canada has heroes, you know what I mean? Besides Justin <laughs> Bieber, I don't know if they have, like, they're not known for heroes, you know what I'm saying? Bro, to me, family is everything. Yeah, to me, family is the heroes, eh? Uh, well, uh, did you guys have a good quarantine birthday? I'm, I I feel, my our birthdays obviously are in September, Team Virgo, but there's, there's, a, there's a good chance we will be celebrating our birthdays in quarantine, but maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> nah, fuck that. Maybe in California, bitch. We're, we're busting out the feds if that's the case. I'm, 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 TJ can't be locked down for his birthday. Oh, is it 40 or 39? Um, 4-0, four, bro. Woo! Let's go! Oh, hell no, bro. I'll charter the plane. We'll go somewhere. All right. I mean, I was, I was scheduled to go to be in Spain. Oh, yeah. But you know, I feel like Damn, international travel. I didn't get. Travel, I, I didn't. I didn't get the invite. That's pretty crazy. Well, you know, you. Uh, the only way you can get invited is if is if you're paying for it or if you're or you're busting it down for birthday boy. That's that's. I think that's a good policy, actually. But yeah, that. I mean, there's a there's a strong chance that that is not. Like, I don't not think. I don't think that. I I disagree. Like I'll be able to go like. Have a nice, fun birthday, probably with some friends, with some restrictions, maybe even in a restaurant. Who knows? But I don't know if that will involve international travel. Just quite yet. Maybe. I mean, it might be because you're a pussy, but they might open it up. I mean, you know, Italy just flexed on us. It was like, everybody can come through except Americans. That's cool. I like that. <clears throat> um, yeah. we, 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 deserve, we deserve it, you know? We always deserve it. We deserve it. Um, you know, I, we have um, we have a podcast today with with somebody that I'm only friends with on the internet. I've never, I don't think I've ever really hung out with him in person. But you know him pretty well, right? Yeah, he's a very close close friend, a son, um, a a you know a, a prince, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Hine, a uh, friend of the show. Um, mm-hmm. He is uh, a senior associate editor at GQ. Um, very chic and stylish. Great hair. Um, yeah, GQ is really having a moment right now, it seems like. They're kind of... It's, po- it's popping, baby. a lot of home runs lately, editorially speaking. Well, I mean, I think people, I think people want to be told, and I think Will like, is telling them. 
do you know what I'm saying? Like, is like leading his troops to be like, this is making definitive like um, statements on what's cool and what's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond like, oh yeah, we're gonna do a celebrity profile, you know, which obviously they do because they're a fucking magazine. But I'm saying it goes further than that. Um, well, that is something that I'd like to explore with with Sam for sure. But I think yeah, I mean that that does make sense. There are a lot of people who are not really you know taking those risks being opinionated right now where everyone is afraid of you know their industry being on the on the failing end of things nobody really wants to take any risks or chances or alienate their audience or piss off their readership and but you kind of have to do that nowadays you got to break some eggs i mean i think that anything else in their direct category is not it you know, there's very little competition at this point in some ways. It's just them and Maxim um, at this point. Exactly. Well, I mean, you know, FHM is coming back, I heard. So, you know. I, I, I literally completely I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know, I know you're kidding, but like, my, if you never said FHM magazine, I would have, it would have been removed from my hard drive forever. Don't worry, Jason. I'm always here to remind you of awful things from our, our youth. I know. Um, that's that, why I follow your Tumblr. Jason, <laughs> you didn't. You did not like that one. You didn't even have a chuckle. Uh, no, I'm, I'm bringing Tumblr back, and I'm not afraid of any of my haters. How are you? What are you doing to bring Tumblr back? Are you going to buy it for two million dollars? No, I'm just using it a lot. Um, <laughs> so, and I'm not even telling anybody I'm using it. I just personally use it a lot. But I have a pretty big following. I feel like it's like easy place to dump my images. You know, because you got to dump them somewhere. I'm just, I just don't, I'm not like a hard drive guy. You know what I'm saying? No. What do you expand I'm on saying that, like, brother? I'm saying, I'm saying like Yayo has a fucking fireproof safe with a hundred hard drives, everything on it. I'm not Got that it. technically sad. Like I just, it's easier for me to post something somewhere than it is for me to like categorize and organize it. I'm just not right, good you, at that. You would rather let the good people at tumblr.com exactly. archive when your they, work for you. Even though they ban your volumes yourself, even though they ban nudie and are eventually going to go away, I'm just going to probably lose everything. Didn't still, didn't somebody buy them? Like, didn't Pornhub buy them or something? No, I, somebody bought them. I can't remember who. I've tried not to keep up because it kind of ruins it for me. Like, I don't care about the news. I'd rather just use it and keep it pushing. True, but I mean, you know, t- when Tumblr had porn, what a, what a great time! It felt like you were stealing cable. It just felt like. You know, we're sick. all we're all in on this. We all know what time it is, and one of, no one's going to do anything to stop this. One of my favorite moments of Tumblr was when I had that picture when I was heavily bearded when I went viral on Bear Tumblr. Oh shit! I forgot about that. Yeah, it was a <laughs> it was pretty cool. Honestly, it had like a lot of likes, dude. Like a lot, like like five digits out maybe like twenty thousand or something maybe more 20k impressiones impressiones and this and this is a you posted a selfie of yourself for the it was not a selfie it was not a selfie it was a photo of me just when i had a beard which appealed to the bear community Mm. and i'm i'm now apparently a proud member of the uh, i appeal to the otter community uh whereas i classify as a long otter i think you're more of a twink that is absolutely false. But, well, I like where this convo is going. <laughs> so let's put a brief pin into it and then spark it right, right back up when we get Sam on the on the buzz. All right. All right. 
All right, I'll call him. There he is. Hey. Damn, is my are, are you podcasting outside right now? Yeah, I'm on the uh, I'm on the patio. You know, it's too nice to be inside right now. Are you at Tommy Hilfiger's house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tommy's gonna join in a sec, dude. That's a good get. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. We couldn't do that on our own. Wait, how um, do I turn off the camera? You guys are just you guys are just no video. Yeah, Jason, tell him how to do it. Um, it's all right. It's all right. You sure? Yeah. Uh, I want you guys to see these, this, this fit, you know? Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, I know what's important to you. Uh, it is a what's nice going vest. on? What's going on, bro? Not much. Uh, you know, played a little tennis this morning. Had a little cold brew. Just chilling. Life's Birds good. of a feather, I don't know what my friend. Worried about. Yeah, this Sorry. literally this literally sounds like my co-host. <laughs> That's all yeah, I'd be doing, I, uh, really. On similar waves. That's good. Yeah, now whenever uh, I, I play tennis with my girlfriend now, and all I do is just daydream about the day where Chris and I can be on the same court together battling. Yeah. I'm, I'm lucky because I'm, I'm out here quarantined with my uh, twin brother, so we're pretty, we're pretty evenly matched on the court. It's a, it's a fun time. Didn't know you were a twin. Mm-hmm. Fraternal or identical? Uh, we're fraternal, but we look really similar. So it, it, it's, also ca- it's, caused, it's caused a bit of confusion over the years. Sure, yeah, sure. J- J- Jason is also a twin. I can't. I have a lot of twins in my life, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, it's weird. I, ha- I can think of like five sets that I know, probably. Wait, Jason, what's your uh, what's your twin setup? Are you guys? We're we're fraternal. They- we we look pretty similar in the face, but our bodies are much <laughs> different sizes. I'm I'm extremely tall, and he is. Regular tall. Damn. So I'm, tough, I'm like 6'9", he's like 5'11", touching 6 on a, in heels. Wow. How does that work? That's wild. I'm, I'm, Nick and I are pretty similarly uh, built, I guess, but um, he's an inch taller than me, which uh, has given me like a lifetime of... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just one feel, inch has done. Sad, pretty much constantly. Who I'm, who can kick each other's ass is the real question, though. On the tennis court, uh, you know, I come out on top. Sam, you know we're not <laughs> talking about way. tennis here, baby. We're talking about blood sport. <laughs> we're talking about in the alley behind the house. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about throwing some big hands. Is is it just our, now? So you've transferred from Chicago to Shelter Island. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we were in Chicago, or I was in Chicago for eight weeks. Um, my condolences, my family, which which was nice. Um, might have felt like enough, and uh, now that it's getting pretty nice out, Nick and I relocated. So we're actually in the middle of a fourteen day like mandatory quarantine out here. Everyone who comes to the island has to uh, has to quarantine for two weeks. So we've been here for seven or eight days. I didn't know. Um, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, there, there's, there's very little, um, there are very few cases of coronavirus on the island, and they're trying to keep it that way. That makes sense. So, how do they enforce that? Is it just good faith that you're not leaving anywhere, or? Yeah, they, there doesn't seem. I, I think they're actually not really enforcing it. They're just trusting everyone to uh, do the right thing. And I think there's like a fair amount of like, you know, there, there's like a good like community. Out here, I think everyone's like. I think everybody over there, you know, sort of polices themselves. 
yeah. pretty well. In Chicago, in Chicago, it was pretty like no one was really with the program, which I was surprised. By. <laughs> uh, even the uh, shelter even in like, place program. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even like seven or eight weeks in, like you know, people were not really masked up on the streets, and it was a little. The, the parks were all closed too, so everyone was kind of just crowded on the sidewalks, like you know, mask off. It, it felt a little. It was a little stressful. Um, I thought, and then, and then when we came back, we flew back to New York and rented a car and stopped by my place in Brooklyn and every single person had a mask on. It was like, it was last Saturday. So it was like 70 degrees and beautiful. And, uh, and it felt totally like fine and not, not so weird to be out. But every time I went outside in Chicago, I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to die. You know, <laughs> someone, was, like, someone wearing all birds is going to. That's how I felt. That's how I felt. And then the coronavirus happened. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, people in Montreal aren't really masked up either, but I feel like it's just Canada. You know what I mean? I don't don't think they're getting the same level of instruction that Americans are getting, but right. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm going back to New York for a couple days before I drive to Atlanta and I'm, I'm concerned about being forced to exercise with a mask on because I don't really think that works. (laughs) I don't know about, I mean, like, I mean, I was I was going on runs in Chicago with without a mask on, obviously, because it seems just horrible to yeah. have a dog with a mask. Yeah. But uh, you know, I was like running in the street and stuff. There weren't really cars, so people were giving me like weird looks. But you, I, I, mean, I, I don't know. I think you have to like you have to pick your battles, and um, that's what I'm willing to. Like I'll, I'll go to the mat for people for like joggers who don't want to wear masks. Like I think get, as long as you're I'm, away from people, it's fine. I'm ready to get in a fight anyway. I'm kind of you know <laughs> pent up. Like it's it's time. Like if it's not going to be road rage, it's going to be physical from running. So that's yeah. fine because my heart rate will already be up. You know what I'm saying? I'll already be like revved up. So I, I doubt somebody could take me in that form. I mean, it sounds like you've been bulking up in uh, Montreal as well. And yeah, unfortunately, you've, you've got the kettlebell. You know, you got the kettlebell plug. Sam, unfortunately, the, the, I have not been bulking up. I've, I've been trying to just retain what little bulk I had. And I, it's a losing battle from all the cardio. Damn, it was a very dog. little bulk to begin with, so you could imagine. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of kettlebells, wasn't there an article about what's... Did, you, did, the, did I tell you this, Sam? The kettlebell shortage? Yeah, there, there, yeah, yeah, there oh, was yeah. one in GQ a couple... What was it, like three weeks ago, maybe? No, it's new. I thought, the, I, I thought it was recent. I just saw it yesterday. Oh, uh, you're, you're a little behind. Or I maybe think it was, was maybe GQ. Is there another one about? Because I know you you uh, you found a guy in New York who. No, the one on GQ that I, I tweeted yesterday actually was about like the whole history of like foundries and how that there's a. Oh uh, yeah, that was that that one was from a like a month ago or so. Oh damn, I did miss it. Chris, but it's, Chris is a little behind on a lot of his internet stuff. You got to get yeah, him dog, some time. catch up. Never what say that to me right again. Now. Never say that to me again. <laughs> I miss I, I can't hit a home run every time I go up to the plate. <laughs> the uh, but but that was really interesting because it was just like facts only. And so like, why I didn't know. why is it? Because I did not read it. Um, it. It's basically like the way they were manufacturing them at one point. They just didn't work as well. So once they like created the mold and used steel and like a foundry, there's just not enough of those left. Like it's like a dying industry. So it's kind of something that could be brought back like to America manufacturing. Is, is kind of what okay. like it's, it's done in China. But because I was saying last night, like, is there not a way to do it? Like, could you not do like 3D printing or something? You know what I mean? So it's right. all one piece, but I guess you couldn't get it heavy enough with 3D printing. Are you trying to do like a, a D 
DTC uh, kettlebell startup of some sort. I've I have looked into it. I've spoken to <laughs> I've spoken to uh, how long gone graduate Joe Holder about the idea. Okay, um, but I think Joe Holder might be ahead of me on that. You know, um, but I don't know. Somebody's going to figure it out. Like I, I don't know it what just, it's, it's going to be. I think it's such a weird, frustrating thing because you know there's all this crazy innovation and you know Tesla's sending rockets to Mars and electric cars and blah 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 and like. It's just a ball of metal with a handle on it. It's it's something that, <laughs> yeah, is, that yeah. somebody could make a, five thousand years ago. Like a caveman could do it. Why why is this not happening? There's I'm a, sure the next time I I take the subway, whenever that may be, I'll see some like sans serif, you know, font <laughs> advertisement for kettlebell. <laughs> It'll the be new. a nice pastel background. Exactly. We've disrupted kettlebells and, and you're not ready for this. Brooklyn With some like this. condescending copy about how, you know, like weak you've gotten in, in quarantine. Oh, I can't uh, wait. I can't wait great. for post-quarantine shame advertising, actually. That's, you're, that's definitely going to happen. Um, shame me. Yeah, God. Like you got fat. If that goes away, if that, you know, if that kind of thing goes away, I'll, it, I'm not saying it'll all have been worth it, but. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's it's not it's not the worst thing that could happen. I'm ready. I mean, there's a there's a network called Freeform. Have you heard of it? Yes. Yeah. And they yes. have they have ads whenever I go on on bike rides around like Studio City, Universal City area. They have billboards everywhere that stay say "Stay the F home" and then "F" is spelled <laughs> with the two "Fs" in Freeform. And I, just, I just want I just want the whole network to burn and just finish. Horrible. <laughs> Only because that- of that. That's pretty bad. I mean, well, Sam, what is, uh, what's work been like for you? Because I think that we, we've talked to a few people, but never directly someone trying to, to make a physical magazine. And I know we all saw the Robert Pattinson shit, but I would love to hear some ins and outs from a man on the front lines. So, yeah. Um, well, it's been, uh, it's funny. The, well, I, th- I think that there's like this perception that um, summers of Con and Ast are super chill uh because we have like you know summer fridays and stuff like that but the summers are actually some of the most balls to the wall months we have because we're you know putting out september which is the biggest issue of the year we're putting out cheeky style fall um and and then we're also doing like august and and trying to get all the shoots for the the later issues in the fall done before every photographer and european fashion brand goes on vacation in august yeah um and then on top of that, there's like, you know, the men's shows in June, uh, which takes people out of the office for about a month. Um, and so, and, and then there's tons of parties and, and you know, all that. Uh, and so the summer is always just completely gnarly. Um, but so things have, I mean, obviously the shift to remote work has been weird, but it hasn't been so difficult. Um, yeah. The, the, like, I think we've done a pretty good job of figuring out how to execute you know, like GQ quality shoots, um, either remotely or, uh, you know, with other sort of like creative solutions, I guess. Um, but I think like it's actually going to feel like a pretty relaxed time relative to past years. Um, and it has felt kind of relaxed because, uh, there's just not, there's nothing else going on. So all we have to do is (laughs) make a magazine basically and, uh, keep the website popping, uh, so it's been okay, you know. I, I definitely How, like don't I don't I definitely don't prefer it this way, but 
Um, so you're able to the, get a lot sort of, more work done without all of these fashion parties that you're going to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> so it's weird. I'm, I'm never hungover, and I feel like we're more productive <laughs> as a unit. I don't know. I don't. Do you guys feel that? I can't like, wait I for this it. to be over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, do you? Are you on Zoom all day and shit though? Are you like pretty wired like when you're when you need to be? Like are you in front of the computer for like five, yeah. six hours? Yeah. That that's no, the thing. Yeah. That's the thing that I I've never had to be like that. So I think that would take a, a that would be a big curve for me. But do you yeah. find the communication okay? It's okay. I mean everything everything takes a lot longer to uh basically to get from like you know, from like the ideation of, of stories to like their execution, like, like that whole process just takes a lot longer because you can't just stop by, like, I can't pop my head into Will's office and ask him a question, you know, about a story or, to, or, or throw an idea past him or whatever. Uh, everything has to be sort of set up in like these zoom meetings. So, um, and then, you know, I, when I'm in the office, I have lunch with Noah and Rachel basically every day. And, you know, that that's when we talk about, um, things we're working on and we talk about the podcast and we talk about, um, you know, ideas and stuff like that. We just don't, you know, we don't have that anymore. So it's less, everything's less spontaneous, yeah. um, which is a bit of a drag, but, uh, well, you know, I think uh, so it's all, yeah. So it's, it's a lot of zooms and a lot of sitting in front of the computer, um, which is what I would be doing a lot of in the office anyway. But, um, I don't know. I, I don't really like, I, like I've talked to a lot of people who are not super eager to get back to, office life whether they work at Hyundai or elsewhere but i'm i'm really ready to get back um, not before uh, it's safe obviously but uh, yeah, like sort of post office like the idea that like no company is going to have an office anymore like i i cannot get behind that at all as a person who doesn't even go to an office unless he wants to i want an office badly right now yeah i think it, i think it's gonna i think people are going to i have a whole thing i think people are gonna be like Oh fuck yes! I'd never go to the office, and then like six months later, be like, "What the fuck have we done?" Yeah, <laughs> like we everything takes longer. It's it's just like people that have kids and shit at home. Like, what a nightmare! Oh man, yeah. You know, my, like, apartment, is, live my apartment is like terrible to work in too. You just um, don't have the setup for it. No, because I'm 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 never there. You know, in normal yeah. normal times. I don't think that. I just don't think it's going to work the way people. I mean. I think these tech companies, maybe the employees are young enough where it makes sense, you know. But yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I just think it's going to be the companies realize how much money they can save, so of course they're in on it right now. Yeah. But I just don't see that being the real future. I, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I don't know. People are going to be freaked the fuck out. Definitely. I like this idea that you that you now are, are sort of seeing the appeal of the salaryman lifestyle. So nine to five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jason and I are going to open up how long gone offices, you know, we're, we're going to, we found some, we work spaces that are empty in Culver city, you know? So we've just, we decided oh, yeah. to, yeah, we decided to just move on in, you know, we but haven't secured a ton of investment yet on a new we work right now. <laughs> That's so we're, weird because it went so well last yeah, time, but we feel optimistic about Q4. We, we do. We do feel very optimistic <laughs> about Q4 is looking up, you know, it's looking up. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I think people are, I, everybody I talk to though, no one's like unraveling in the, in the work sense. Have you heard people being like, I'm, I can't deal with this. I'm losing my fucking mind. Uh, I mean, I think, I, I think people who are still working, you know, myself included feel super lucky to yeah. still be working, you know? Um, I've, I, I've heard some, I think, I think like, you know, as, as with any time of like, 
sort of national or international upheaval and and stress like it's it's harder to focus and and get excited about like the day-to-day stuff that you have to do in any job um when there's like this sort of specter of death hanging you know over our heads um but i think i think i mean everyone that i work with we're just we're super we feel super lucky to still be able to work and and you know to have jobs and stuff like that what's up with the what's up with recording the pod remote because you know we've had our issues over here at the at at, at <laughs> how long we have on? not had issues at all heard, yeah the only <laughs> reason this show exists is because of remote podcasting i understand. do you guys do you guys can i ask you guys an insider pod question do you guys like edit it at all or is it sort of just or is it just off the rip you just press upload we basically uh, press upload it's right, off teach? the rip it's off the rip there i mean we i i edit out a few things here and there, like when we, like when I, when we called you, there'll probably be like two or three minutes of of dead air silence, and I'll cut that out, and then I put in the ads and stuff like that. But otherwise, we're uh, we just let it go off the rip. Right. One, you know, one so you're the producer. TV. I just think it's it's because of Jason's former podcast, Tall Tales, which was pretty popular. Had that that was like the vibe and I always really like that. And I think that it just like, that's kind of what we both are used to in some ways. Um, right. And also and it's probably the most popular format of podcasting in general, you know, that's true. Yeah. We're doing corporate lunch has been fine. It's, it's a lot easier to schedule. Um, now that's that everyone's sure. at home, uh, and we've been doing guests every week. We've been doing designer, um, interviews every week when normally it's just, um, me know Rachel and uh, and Will um, when he's available. But so like normally we record at the Connie Nast podcasting studio, um, mm. and like you know Connie's lot you know different magazines have launched so many um, podcasts in the last like six months that's actually been really hard to get time. get time in the studio. I mean we have like a block every week that we have reserved, but if that doesn't work for our schedules for some for whatever reason, it can be a bit of a pain. Um, so, so people been, are still been, going into the uh, the Conde podcast studio? No, no, no. Okay. Um, so now just, we're just on a day to day, like in general, yeah, it's that busy. In, back yeah, in the day, in the office. Back in the back, back in the day. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and now we we just record over Zoom, uh, which has been fine. You know, we all bought like little USB mics and stuff like that. I mean, the quality is definitely not as good as normal, uh, and my Wi-Fi out here sucks. So. I'm I'm trying to figure out how to deal with that, but uh, we've decided we've decided that our lo-fi aesthetic is part of our brand. You know, we just embraced it. That's just what we are. Yeah, yeah but I mean, I, I don't I don't think our podcast sounds bad. I think the quality is pretty good, all things considered. Well, I'm saying it doesn't sound like it's in a studio, though. That's true. Yeah, it sounds. I you know I think like they're doing like like CNN anchors are recording from their mm-hmm. you know from their basements. I think I think we're, we're all. Yeah, everyone's uh, used to a slightly lower fi quality, uh, which is fine. Do you um, I, what What do you What do you love about podcasting? How How has you You and the gang making making corporate lunch changed your life? I just love the grind, man. Just week in, week out. <laughs> you love the grind of the the repetition love, of love. doing a, a full magazine and then also maintaining a <laughs> weekly podcast that gets you no more money than you were making before. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not to like 
I think I think one of the things I really do love. I mean, I do it with Noah and Rachel, who mm-hmm. you know are two like really close friends of mine, and it, that's sort of what it feels like. It doesn't feel like we're doing like uh, you know time for our colleagues to sit down and mm-hmm. uh, you know cut uh, cut a super professional episode. You know, I think it's I think it has that quality. Like people like it because it has this quality of like three friends sort of you know just hopping in the studio and chopping it up. Uh, but I think it like we, you know, when we launched it, well, it was Will's idea. Will and Noah were like the original co-hosts. And, uh, I think Will launched at a time, it was almost three years ago when podcast mania was like really hitting. And we were all sort of noticing that like people were just like, so, so obsessed with their favorite podcasts, with their podcast hosts, with, and, and we're just like wanted to go so deep. And so I think Will judged that it was a cool new way to get, not like a new, I mean, people had, like podcasts have been around, people knew what they were. Uh, and a bunch, you know, the New Yorker had their podcast, Bon Appetit had their podcast. So it had been done before, but I think Will thought that it was just a good way of meeting our audience, like where they were and to get people into GQ, into like the new GQ. Um, or at, at the time it was actually a GQ, it was the GQ style podcast to get people into GQ style in just a different way. And what I love about it is that people are like, I get like when people, I mean, this doesn't happen super often, especially not right now, obviously, but like when people like recognize me at a bar or on the street or something and say, Hey man, uh, just want to say like, they, they always say like, I love corporate lunch. Sometimes they say yeah. I love the magazine, but most of them say I love corporate lunch and not like, and I'm like, okay, cool. You should check out the magazine, which is what I actually spend my time doing. Uh, <laughs> oh, cool. You know, we, we make a little magazine too. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's been around. And you're like, like oh, is it free? Years. And you're like, no, nah, it costs a few bucks. And you're like, nah, I'm all good. Podcast is fire though. I'm out. Thanks though. Podcast yeah. is good. Thank, thanks for that. I mean. But I think, I think getting people like, it, it's been, I've, I have I just anecdotally heard from people who are really into the podcast that they then, you know, go and subscribe to the magazine. And that's what I love about it is that it's just bringing people in. Uh, and making GQ readers out of people who might not otherwise have, you know, gotten gotten into it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think that's the thing. I mean, I say this all the time, but fucking magazine subscriptions are cheap as a motherfucker. And I don't understand yeah. why I subscribe to, and this is no bullshit, I subscribe to like five or six Condé Nast titles because it's so cheap. If you, it's yeah. basically, it's basically the price of one issue. I got on, besides the New Yorker, it's basically the price of one issue. I don't really understand. I just I don't think people will think about it anymore because just society's in a different place, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you are listening to this, GQ a one year subscription to GQ costs fifteen dollars, and you get a GQ hat. So (laughs) I I, I honestly don't know why you wouldn't subscribe. It's it's almost like you guys make all of your money off of advertising and not um, subscription sales. That's what I hear. It's crazy. It's crazy. Man, the world is really upside down. I tell you what. But I love, I mean, going home, I mean, I just love the mail, though. I've always loved the mail, and I've always been a big mail user. <laughs> like, just <laughs> sent, I big mean, USPS head no, over here. known otter Chris Black is a <laughs> yeah. mail user. Yes, exactly. Let's not get it twisted. This isn't, I just like, it's because of hardcore. Like, when you grow up listening to hardcore, there's a lot of mail because you're buying records and doing all this <laughs> stuff via the mail. And I just love getting fucking mail. Dude. And I, I just love it. using stamps.com for all of our <laughs> shipping needs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Use code How Long Gone at checkout for 15% off your next order on I mean, stamps.com. There is, I mean, there is that amazing feeling of, you know, the mailman comes, you run to the door, and then, you know, your favorite magazine's newest issue is there. And, 
your day has changed. But Sam, like you, you told me part of the reason you had to stop in New York before going to Shelter Islands because you need to pick up your your fits. You need to pick up Absolutely. gear. You. That's what I'm saying. So it's like we're all ordering clothes on fucking Grailed and Mr. Porter and Essence and End. So like what we're 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 still using the mail. It's just in a different way, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you? What did you? How many sweater vests did you buy while you were in Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't. I didn't buy. I bought a few things. Like I bought like a new Bodie jacket. Uh, you know, I had to support the homies uh, in this. In this, you got to support the homies at Bodie for sure. We, we had a, we had a discussion actually before we talked to you because someone had asked Jason how to pronounce Bodie. And I was like, mm-hmm. if you don't if you don't know how to pronounce Bodhi, you're not allowed to listen to this podcast. Click the unsubscribe button. <laughs> yeah, I like that's it. wild. <laughs> I still hear I still hear I still hear Bode. Well, I mean, less so now, but uh, I mean, I I think I first wrote about Emily like two and a half years ago, um, right before her second New York Fashion Week collection. And for a while, it felt like she and I were the only people who called it Bodhi. Like, <laughs> you heard it from her, and then and that was it. You're the only. I mean, when I first knew. when I first saw the brand and the spelling, I I assumed and took a chance and called it Bode for sure because Bodie. Mm. It just it just didn't seem like the likely choice out of the two. Yeah, and now I, I don't know. know. It was like it was like Bodie Miller. Come on, like any any ski fans. <laughs> no, no, I forgot. Yeah, I haven't heard that now. name in years. <laughs> The Venn diagram of ski fans and people buying nine hundred dollar jackets made from dead stock fabrics, or it's a very small diagram. Look, we get it. Yeah. You're rich. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a very small diagram. So, uh, so I mean, I haven't. Have you? But you started dressing differently, I imagine, or are you just freaking it fully in, in the uh, quarantine? Well, well, I didn't know that I was going to be in Chicago for eight weeks, so I brought back like three pairs of jeans and maybe like eight tees and a jacket like that. Like I just, I really kind of bricked the packing. So after a couple of weeks when it looked like things were going to be like, I was going to be there for a while. I started really freaking out. Uh, just cause like, I, I don't know. Like I, I really enjoy getting dressed. Like it's just a fun part of the, you know, I, I'm a style energy GQ. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's what I do. Right. And uh, it's my fucking so, job to get these. It's my off, job. Guys. I get it, bro. <laughs> and uh yeah i mean the fits were not popping in uh in chicago so um i was dressing pretty like whatever and then i came back and i packed like a huge bag in brooklyn uh and i don't know like it's i brought like all of my i brought like a lot of like jackets and sweaters and stuff it's 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 been cold as fuck here for about a week and the house that my brother and i are staying in doesn't have any heat uh or insulation it's like a it's like a full summer house so uh, it's been it's been pretty like Dickensian, like we're like building fires to stay warm. And, <laughs> Dickensian uh, with you know, Gore-Tex, huddling though. huddling yeah. in front of like the space heaters and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> I love to see you you wearing like a, a a like cricket sweater in front of a in front of a little fire at night. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, win- winter's nip joins us again this evening. <laughs> brace, brace, I- boys. Because it's gonna, but you, but that means you had to bring full summer shit too. Because it's, I mean, yeah, and, and then I brought all my summer. I mean, when I'm out here in the summer, um, I just dress like full, like waspy dickhead, you know, like Belgian shoes and, uh, you know, baggies and and you know, 
What are know, like what my, are some of like your old racing tees and stuff like that? Do you have any waspy activities that you like to do outside of just the fashion? I mean tennis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's not forget squash. I would say that's probably your number one. <laughs> what about cocktails? <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, a little dark and stormy uh, martini. <laughs> Nick and I have we've been we've been observing cocktail hour. Well, you told me that in Chicago, you guys were observing it as a family, which I really like. Yeah. Damn, that's so cool. That's real lost powers. That's very cool. I I am, I don't even drink and I'm jealous of that. At what? Yeah. It's it's just a nice, it's a nice, you know, it's like, you know, six o'clock hits and it's a nice uh, opportunity to sort of gather as a family and uh, unwind, unwind a little bit. If you're, if you're waspy enough, then you let the, the younger children have a cocktail as well. You know, 13 year old can have a little mint julep. It's fine. Kind of thing. Just have a little sip. It's fine, sweetie. We're in quarantine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, That was not my experience growing up. Uh, Maybe fortunately, maybe unfortunately. You can pass it on to your children. Don't worry. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's time to start traditions now. (laughs) I, you know, my, my parents didn't drink at all growing up. Like, my right. my, my mom's story is this is a legendary story. She had one sip of champagne and didn't like it and just never drank again. That's tight. Never just tried. Like not for me. Not for me. Yeah, and she's so polite that she took one hit off a joint at a Kiss concert because it got <laughs> it got. This is true because it got passed to her, and then she was like, she felt so bad about it. She just never went any deeper. Man. They don't make sweet women like that no more, I'll tell you that. They really don't. My, my dad now drinks. I mean, he drank in college and shit and then stopped, and then now he drinks again, but pretty pretty mellow. You know, but it's, a, it's an interesting... I don't know what happened to me. <clears throat> I'd be drinking pretty heavy if I had you as my son as well. No offense. I think I, <laughs> no, fair, but I, that's what I'm saying. He abstained when I was at my worst, and now that I'm thriving, you know, he's back on the sauce. He had to stay sober just, just to ride that throttle they call Chris Black. That's yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly what was happening. But I think that I think that I've been dressing. I, I Sam, I'm in the same position as you, bro. I came with nothing. You know, I, I I didn't I didn't have the foresight to know that I'd be here for you know ten weeks. Who did? So I mean, you you can't call in anything from uh, Essence HQ. Do no, that, that, there that would the... be so, that would be so sick. Just like I'm gonna need this stuff for a while, guys. No, I mean <laughs> I've ordered and because shipping to Montreal is a fucking nightmare, so I've had to like. Basically, I'm shipping stuff to my parents, and my mom is packaging it all together and sending it here. Wow, that's it's, wild! It's, it's, it's that's very nice of your mom. Very nice of my mom. She's she's happy to do it, and I couldn't thank her enough. But it's like, you know, she's like, "Oh, do you really need this stuff?" I'm like, "Yeah, I really need these new Nikes. <laughs> like, bad. I need them fucking <laughs> terribly. Yes, I need these books. Like, I just need this stuff. It's it's so odd to not be able to." It's really bad. The instant gratification is, is so bad. Like having to wait that extra week or two is, is truly upsetting to me. And I should be able to get through that, but I'm having a hard time. Is that why you're going back to Atlanta? So you just have, have immediate access? Well, you know, my, my deep archive is in Atlanta, actually. I, really? Like I probably have 200 t-shirts at my parents' house. Like that I've, I've, basically I do, a, I do a sweep of the closet, pack them up, and mail them to them. And they keep well, it. Chris, so. if you if you could send over a deck, I can probably get Nowness out there with the camera crew, and we could <laughs> yeah, that, make yeah, a little scratch off of this. Maybe we should just do the Grail sale now. You know, just really, we know we have a captive audience. Um, but no, I mean, I'm going to go back and I'm going to do the same thing, Sam. I'm going to go back to New York and repack, and then and then hit the road because I need a, I need a refresh. I might burn all the clothes I brought here, actually. Yeah, the refresh is so key, just mentally right now and emotionally. 
spiritually. <laughs> yeah, I think all the I just don't want to see these clothes the ever ever again. It's crazy. Like I've never I never want to see them again. You should go on IG Live and burn that shit. That would be good. I know I could probably get a hundred people to watch. I, these IG Live numbers just ain't adding up, man. I'm telling you, it, it just ain't. I don't get it. I don't know why it doesn't work better. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean, like the for for who? Like for like for, why famous for people or? will do an, a, a live stream and have 384 people watching, oh, yeah. <laughs> but they have 2.4 million followers. And these are people that the followers aren't fake. Like I think they have real followers. I just think that the medium is is doesn't work yet. I think a, I think you know appointment television has been destroyed, and uh, and appointment IG television is also suffering clearly. Damn, good point. I saw that I saw that Takashi Six Nine when he got out uh, went on IG Live, and well, yeah, the only people who are, the only that. people who are allowed to comment were verified. Instagram Damn. users. So I tried to hop in. I was like, oh shit, let's go. <laughs> and uh, I missed it. I missed it by a few minutes. He 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 stopped going live. I didn't know I didn't, I, I, I didn't know you could limit comments to people that are blue check only. I don't know either, but it also, was Also that was, was a very elite, was classy way of letting us know that you're verified on Instagram. Very classy, very well, well done. Uh, you guys know. You guys know. Chris knows. We do, we do know. Unfortunately, we do know because Chris still isn't verified. <laughs> And it, it tortures me every day because as a because you know blue check has become a a term that some people use on the internet negatively, you know like not the, some yeah. people I think everybody I, I I don't use it negatively because I'm a blue check and I find right, it sure. positive. Mm-hmm. You know? I think I think people I think I think the blue check like army on Twitter is I mean that I consider that like sort of negative as well even though I am among them. Just like you, Chris. But, <laughs> Jason's uh, actually Jason's actually a member of the blue check community on Twitter as well. Yeah, yes. and we have to do something about these freaking haters that are coming at us. <laughs> these Who will stand for the sick. blue checks? Who will stand? There's nothing else going on in this world. I think it's time for us to, to really rally behind a cause. And I think that the blue check rights is the next big thing, the next big wave. <laughs> blue checks matter. Blue lives, blue lives matter. Blue, blue lives matter. I don't think that – but it's what? crazy. I see, I see it getting thrown around so much lately specifically because I think we're in like hyper-cancel moment. So I think people are really looking at blue checks for, for to be mad. Yeah, jealousy you gotta, is a disease, bro. It I is. know some people who are lying low. You know, you just gotta gotta be careful. I mean, it's it's <laughs> dude. If Lana, if Lana Del Rey can get canceled, the queen of the internet, then truly, it ain't safe. It ain't safe. G Easy Voice. <laughs> oh, she's not canceled for white people. No, she's not for sure. But like, we saw it coming. She was dating a cop. You know what I mean? Yeah, that I mean, I think that's just proof that she is not aware of like what it takes these days to get canceled. No, no, no. I, I think you're. I think you're right. That's I, good, I yeah, think she, that Lana is doing everything she can to get canceled, but she just can't figure it out. Why? She's why, like, I dated a fucking cop, and you guys still like me. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> you fucking. I'm gonna just unload on Beyonce and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, if if the, if the barbs come after her, it's over. That's when you're. That's when you're oh. truly crucified. Yeah, I can only buy you guys a few hours if barb if the barbs come after you. <laughs> that's the scare. Barb's still the scariest shit on the internet, and it's fucking 2020. Nicki Minaj hasn't had a relevant song in four or five years. Hey, take it easy. Yeah, I'm careful. <laughs> take it easy. Jason, this you is, might have to edit that part out. Yeah, Chris, <laughs> you trying to wake up with a with another moose head in your bed? <laughs> well, I mean, she <laughs> Damn, that's now they would just kill me, bro. They wouldn't even threaten. They would just come for the jugular. Yeah, like a motherfucking monster. 
Exactly, exactly. But I don't know if Nicki Minaj, I mean, I don't know. Jason's a known member, known Barb. Uh, we just, we uncovered on the podcast. Barb Hive, but, send up, send the fuck up. I, I really do. Like, what do you think happened to her? Like, did she get so jealous of Cardi B that she just fell off? Or do you think, like, there's something else at play? Is this a question for me? This is a question for the room. This I is, mean, this she is was, all I you, Sam. No fucking, I have no idea. Sam's like, who is, who is Nicki Minaj again? She, she was the <laughs> biggest. She was so fucking big. And then it's just kind of like over now. She's almost irrelevant. I think she probably was annoyed by the industry and the game and all the shit that you have to do to stay relevant on top. And she just didn't really want to participate in, in it anymore. Yeah, that's going to be my Which excuse. happens to a lot of people. Which has also been my excuse for my exiting the EDM community. <laughs> we do. We mourn the, the the EDM community. I can speak for us. We mourn the loss of TJ every day. So yeah, Sam, aren't you? You've you've done a little DJing yourself, right? <laughs> I've not never DJed. <laughs> no? I want to. I've been. I've been. I've been. I want. Like I have. A bit. That's not really a bit because I only did it once. But okay. uh, I sort of want to like make people think that I am a DJ, that I DJ on the side. You know, okay. we could we could. And we I could tweeted something to that. I, I tweeted something to that effect, and and some people actually believe me that I miss DJing. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> which I do. I do if it's possible to miss something you've never done. I think uh, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I think it is possible to miss something you've never done. I think that's a really deep thing to say. Those but kinds of bits are definitely my kind of bit as well. <laughs> I think, I think, I think pretty soon. Like, if I get sick of it out here, I might have to go to LA, and then um, you know, you can catch B and I on uh, IG Live DJing. I mean, uh, weekly. I forgot that Sam. You know. Jason, we've we've talked about the the hard hitting journalism, the the Zach Bia profile that mm-hmm. Sam wrote. Sure, and sure, I think sure. I think Bia is your way in. I mean, he's all our way in, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready, Zach. If you're listening, you know, Jason. Well, Jason is is known also in the Indian community because he taught Zach Efron how to DJ for a movie. So uh, I was aware of that. Yeah, he could probably do the same for you if the studio is willing to pay. The studio being kind of nasty. Yeah, it was the I mean, first. I think, the first Zach. I think Will. I think Will Welch will spend whatever it takes. He's like, so. So you're saying Sam's not just going to go to Grateful Dead on Spotify and push play? <laughs> you're saying you're saying there's going to be like some real mixing? All right, we can invest in this. We can invest in this. <laughs> um, I saw you. You was it was like a month or two ago where you had an article speaking of LA, calling it the the greatest shopping city in America. Is that something you still stand by? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I hope so. I hope that uh, it, it was. It's funny because that story came out like I think literally the day that we our first day of working from home. Uh, mm. So, so the I'm a timing sad was, that yeah. the timing was. It, it wasn't great, but um, yeah. I, I, mean, I, think, I, I, think, I just wanted to say thank you because when I saw that headline, <laughs> I got so excited to send it to Chris Black. Because <laughs> he's done a lot of shit talking on the shopping and fashion of Los Angeles. Well, I mean, the no, fashion, no. the fashion. I, I mean, that's that's right. warranted. That's, an, that's another yeah. thing. This is two separate issues. Right. Shopping. I mean, I think. I mean, Sam, that was a pretty deep dive. You know what I mean? And that also yeah. covered kind of a lot of genres. So I yeah, think I mean, that, I spent that, I spent a full week literally mm-hmm. just shopping in Los Angeles. It was like the dream assignment. I was about to say that sounds pretty sick. 
So what? Yeah, what are some of your favorite LA spots? Um, I mean, Departmento is great downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those guys roll, and they've they they were like my sense of my sense of what they were doing was like it was a little bit more focused on like in person and stylist and celebrity. Um, but they've done a pretty good job of pivoting to ecom uh, since this all hit. So I think that they're doing pretty well still. Um, I love classic hits in Chinatown. Um, Sonia Sombrile, who does come teas, um, her mm-hmm. little store. It's like full of all kinds of like really weird DIY stuff, um, which I love. And then, uh, I don't know, like a couple places that didn't make it, like I hit some of the vintage places, which didn't end up being part of the story. But, um, like what is that one in Silver Lake called painted bird? Yeah. Is that, yeah, I actually, like, mm-hmm. I went in there, like, a little skeptical because it's kind of, like, the hipster spot, right? Mm-hmm. But I actually, like, found some great stuff. I mean, they had, like, Craig Green, uh, which is not obviously, like, vintage, but they had some, like, sure. good, like, old Craig. And then uh, I found this pair of jeans by this brand called Soviet. Uh, this was just a pair of, black, like, old, like, destroyed black jeans that I bought that were sick. Yeah, how much um, stuff, I was going to ask, how much stuff did you actually buy? I feel like more than you planned to. Yeah, I bought, I, I mean, I didn't, it wasn't like, you know, I wasn't like Pete Wells, like, you know, eating everywhere I went, but I, uh, on, the, on the time's dime, but um, I bought some stuff. I, I thought, it, you know, I figured like I had to, and I you wanted do. to. You have to have the full, I, uh, I, I, I actually, you have to have the full experience because window shopping and shopping are not the same thing. Yeah. And, and one place that I, that was a, like a real epiphany for me was um, that store Lady White Co., store slash brand Lady White Co., yeah. Um, on Hyperion. Just the perfect, simple, like, white tea uh, that I've ever found. I love that stuff. And it's all made in L.A. No, that um, stuff's great. I mean, that stuff's just, amazing. It's, it's hard to park there, but otherwise it's great. <laughs> you know, not to, sound, not to sound like an L.A. guy, but it's tough to park. There's no parking, you know. It's true. I don't know how we do it. But one time I went to L.A. for a story and I rented a car was a huge mistake. You don't, I was there I don't, for like, I just had to go to like milk. I wasn't even going around like for the shopping store. It was like one day at milk studios and I got a car for like my, you know, 48 hours there. Mm. Uh, it was such a bad idea. I feel I, bad I for my homies at milk. Yeah. It's shut down. Shut down. Mm. I don't really think of Sam. I, I wouldn't trust you behind the wheel, to be honest. I think I would. If, 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 <laughs> if it was me and you going somewhere and there was a car involved, I think I would drive. Chris, what about Sam makes you feel like he's not a good driver? Expand yeah, on that. Please expand brother. on that. I, I don't know. I, I can't. Some, I just get a feeling about people when it comes to driving, you know? And I also. Chicago isn't really. You, did, you didn't have a car in high school. Did you drive in high school? Yeah, I drove in high school. Okay. I, I, I went to high school in the Burbs, so. Oh, okay, so uh, yeah, I, I never that changes my opinion a little bit. All right, but I Chris, still let's try to guess what kind of car he had in high school. I'm going. I'm <laughs> going. Um, oh, this is good. I'm going O four Audi A four. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going. I'm going Land Rover Old. Mm, no, I like that. I wish. I sort. I mean, Chris was a little bit closer. Uh, for. I forget what year it was. For like two or three years in high school, I had uh, my brother and I drove our dad's like super old uh, Grand Cherokee. Oh, that's mm. fire. That's a good one. That's a perfect like, high school car, car ever made. 
That's a perfect car. I just always, my parents were never SUV people, but for some reason, the parent hand-me-down car is a lot cooler if it's an SUV. I don't know why. I'm not even an SUV person, but that's just how I view it. It was great. That makes sense. It was like, uh, you know, the the area that I grew up was like, um, was where Ferris Bueller's Day Off was filmed. So car, having like a nice car was, you know, people were like proud of that. Um, But I liked having like the shitty old, like, super heavy tank grand cherokee thing um, i like i, I like that for, for you i don't really i i just the suv still doesn't appeal to me but i, I feel like it's really I, unless you need to like storage i don't understand why you would want that it's so big you know because when you what have you that drive? women you... want to have sex with you chris Oh, I see. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't realize that when you pull up in the suburban, it's it's it's, go, it's going down. Well, I mean, any type Bourbon. of any type of SUV, truck, you know, utilitarian, loud, large, manly vehicle will will make women want to have sex with you more. So you're saying that a Prius will not do that? You're gonna have to have something more to offer um, if you are trying to get your dick wet in a Prius. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, I, I think that's probably a fair assessment. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but Sam, what car would you have now? If you could have any car, uh, probably like a seventies Mercedes station wagon. Mm. Yeah. Well, what, I could see you in like a, that blue color. Yeah. Just for like, just for like driving between Brooklyn and, and shelter Island. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's no better July, can, sort of semi-reliable or like a, or like a 2000, Three like Land Rover Disco, yeah. The the, the Land Rover, Ooh, I, I, my man. That's, that's Jason's shit, right? Isn't that your shit, Jason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early early two thousands Disco Land Rover. What color though? You, do you go flashy color? You go classic hunter green? Nah, green or black for sure. For me, one of those. Know, I, if if it's gonna be a weekender, I like getting like a nasty yellow or something like that. You know, <laughs> just a real fucking bad. Yeah fucked up color well i feel like you having an suv makes sense because of your stature you know like you can't fit in some cars that's true um but you know uh my girlfriend has has the uh the family the the old family car it's like an 87 little benz two-door convertible and i i literally don't fit in it unless (laughs) the top is down if the, top, if the top is closed i can't but i also can't fit in it unless i'm driving it for some reason like the way my legs are are spread akimbo in the car, that's the only way I can actually fit in it is if I'm driving. Damn. Wow. You need, the, you need the big and tall version. Yeah. <laughs> big and tall car. Uh, excuse me. Does this car come in big and tall or is this the only size you got? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was bummed when I was, when I was in high school, I used to really want a, a Volkswagen Squareback. Um, I just love those. And then I sat in one finally and I was like, oh, I can never have this. It's yeah, just, God, I yeah. can't even like begin to imagine how I would sit inside of it. I want to buy a car because I, w- I was thinking about this, like in, in pandemic times, it's just, it feels, it feels, uh, it's nice to just like grab dangerous, the keys and but hop it just, it's it tough to have to rely on public transportation and shit right now to not have wheels. Um, I, I, I think but then I was like, I thought about it. I was like, Oh my God, like every asshole in Brooklyn is also going to buy a car and, uh, parking, which was already difficult. In my neighborhood is going to become, Truly yeah. it, hellish. I, I, I guarantee. Just get the I car. Just get the car. <laughs> I, I do think that I do think that car sales in New York are probably through the roof right now. Yeah, 
because it's, it's relatively cheap. And if you have a place to put it, it does feel like I'm so excited to rent a car and have that freedom. Like I'm going to, I'm really ready to see the open road on four wheels. Chris is ready to what, zoom. What zoom. whip are you going to be, what whip are you going to be pushing to Atlanta? You know, Sam, it's unclear. You know, I, sometimes I like to make a game time upgrade decision at the dealership at the, at the rental station. But mm-hmm. right now it's just a full size sedan. That's my go-to rental is a full size sedan. Jason knows. Well, his, for years, yeah, Chris's Chris's rental car journey has been a long one. It, it used to be my favorite time of the year when Chris would come to town and show up at my house with the with the Impala <laughs> or the Chevy big, Malibu, big big body American big, sedan, big body late model though. Don't get it twisted. This is this is brand new off the lot. Eight hundred miles on the bitch. It comes in, yeah, a, yeah. in a very yeah, yeah. very plain gray color, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but then I started using Silver Car, the Audi only rental car mm-hmm. thing, which is actually great. But they only they have it at LAX, but they don't have it in Atlanta or, or other places. It's it's pretty. It's still pretty. Yeah, small. you're gonna have to get a real. You, you won't be able to get one of those little cut cars down in Atlanta, bro. No, I won't. I know. I know. I'm gonna. So I'm gonna get a. I don't know what what they have at Enterprise Rental Car in Greenwich Village. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> won't be a ton of Dodge Chargers, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I. If there's some American muscle available, I might just trick off. You know what I mean? I might just have to. If they got the Hellcat, I might just have to get. You know, I might have to peel out. I might have to peel the extra. Out. The extra like fifty bucks a day will be worth it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's only going to triple the price, but it's definitely worth it. I mean, I don't. I actually should probably get like a Tahoe if they have that. That feels sensible and and like big, which is nice. But we'll see what happens. No, no they keep Tahoe. me posted. Oh, don't worry. There'll be there'll be some selfies. You know, I'm really I'm trying to make this a, a content journey. You know, of course. What, what, I mean, what else is the point? What is the fucking point? I mean, well, you know, Jay is setting me up with a a, a new portable podcast rig, so I'm going to have a Pelican case with exactly the only gear oh, I need to re- to record this podcast. Um, you're gonna pod. Are you gonna pod from the open road like a I, like a I, trucker? Are you gonna that, like, call in with your call sign? Uh, honestly, I might because depending on timing, <laughs> if if I got to be on the road, you know, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna just have to put the the headphones on and do it from the road, which I think is very progressive. I like to see you checking into some like roadside motel with the Pelican case and people <laughs> thinking that you're like a, an assassin or something like that. And you're like, oh no no no, I'm just a podcaster. <laughs> Just unpacking yeah. all your gear on the bed, like mm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jay, you forgot the silencer, bro. Let me. I'm gonna have to come back. Oh no, no, we'll do the silencer in post production. <laughs> <laughs> I think, but I mean, so I have that, but I do think I should get one of those like gorilla um, tripods you can like put anywhere, you know, mm. and do some do some two camera selfie videos of, of me reconnecting with America. You're gonna vlog Damn. on i95. I mean, if, if you know if someone, I don't know, if, like someone like GQ.com would want that content. I think that's something we could explore. You know, mm. sounds like you're. It sounds like you're. You're going to make like the next, you know, great American, uh, this American life or something with all your audio equipment and exactly. you know, just hitting the open road, reconnecting with America. Unfortunately, it's going to just be me and Jason doing this stupid podcast and me in hotel rooms watching TV is probably what it's going to be like, but. It's just way cooler anyway. I think so too. I mean, I'm going to see people and stuff and hopefully I'm going to have my new kettlebell sitting, sitting shoddy. So it's going to be, it's not going to be that much different than my regular life. I'm just jealous that you're going to be able to get a haircut in the South. 
Dude, I'm, I'm, as soon as I cross the Mason-Dixon, I'm looking for somebody with a two-guard ready to fucking line me up. Sam, I don't, I don't know if I would trust your hair with, in, with, a, with a Southern barber, though. Definitely not. No, 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 of course not. You Masami Asano is the only person shear. who can touch this hair. Sam, Sam I mean, what's the, how are you feeling about your shag right now? It actually, I, I, I got really blessed like two days before quarantine started. I got the best haircut of my life. Um, at Vacancy Project, which is where I go um, all the time, the, the gender-neutral hair salon in the East Village. But um, I Masami, just, Masami just, just went off um, my last haircut. It looked, it looked great. So it was, it so was actually, a movie on your head. Exactly. It was a feature film. Uh, <laughs> but it's grown out nicely because it was such a great cut. So it's grown out. It's, it's, it's just thick right now. But it's not like misshapen or fucked up. That's pretty good. The foundation I mean, is so strong that you can just have your your twin bro kind of cut up cut up those tips and just clean it up, and you'll still be fine, probably. Looking yeah. in the mirror, you know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. I will be soon. I mean, Jason, like a, I'm, I'm sort of. I've been going through like a, a Rolling Stones moment, so I might I might um, get a little like early Jagger uh, of some sort, but I don't. I don't know if I trust Nick. I mean, he's he's got a steady hand, but. Yeah, um, you know, we'll you know, Sam. Harvard Law does not mean hair cutter. You know, that's two different <laughs> things. That's just two different. That's two parts mm-hmm. of the brain. Sometimes they don't work together. You know, like I would trust him with a lot of things, but a haircut maybe not one of them. Yeah, my yeah, he's my lawyer, not my uh, hairstylist. I I don't. Jason and I both shaved our heads pretty early in the in the quar, but I think I'm gonna. Jason's gonna grow his out, but I think I might stick with the look. I don't know. I might. I think I it's good for you. It. It's nice and like, dynamic. I like it, but if I, I mean, my plan might be if I get contacts and I come back full new man. Oh, <laughs> right. You're also, you're also off the, you're off the glasses. You're off the I mean, eyewear. it just, it make, honestly, these masks make it hard to wear glasses. It's fucking annoying. It's true. It's, it's really, it's going to change. The mask is going to change our looks in so many ways, but I think glasses are going to come. It's just, they, they, there's no way to not fog your glasses up breathing. It's real nerd shit. But that's the reality. I don't know if Kyler and Gross is going to be able to recover. If you, uh, I know if I, I mean, if you go LASIK, what I've done for that brand is immeasurable. So I don't know what they're. I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they can set up a, a Patreon or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because if, if if me and Elton John both give up glasses, they're literally going to have no customers. So I don't know what I don't know what we're going to do. Chris, maybe yeah. while we're while we're doing all this, a little Botox. What do you think? Well, I mean, I read this great—I read this great story in the cut about this. Like, they interviewed this plastic surgeon, and he's like, "People are offering me four times what they would normally pay to, oh, to yeah. do anything." Or that he was like, "One of my clients was willing to fly me on a private jet to the Middle East." <laughs> so crazy! Just to get. I mean, I mean, I mean, if, if you're willing to split a, if you're willing to split a vial, Chris, let me know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> split a vial, man! I haven't heard that in a while. You want to go half on a bag? Yeah, go half on a bag. But he's, he said he's not doing it. He's like, honestly, it's just not worth it. All these people are just going to wait and pay me when it's legal. So well, what, yeah, why of course should I he's risk not my gonna, license? He's not going to dry snitch on himself in, in the cut.com. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm uh, violating my medical license. No, I'm saying, but I actually believe, I think he's right. He's like, these people are this desperate, but like, what are they going to do? Nobody's going to do it. Like no reputable surgeon will do it because they take like an oath. Yeah, so it's like, that's true. But I think there's different, like there's there's a difference between like, going under the knife and getting some crazy work done versus, you know, the Botox injection, which, you know, you could do that curbside, really. You just, it's just a needle and you stick it in where you want it to go and you're done in 30 seconds. 
I'm not anti um, non-invasive procedures, but I don't mm-hmm. think I'm there yet. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm there. I don't. I don't. Also, I, you know, I think men, you know, we're awful. But the one thing we're blessed with is that aging usually makes us better. Mm-hmm. Like a fine you know? tea. Exactly. I think. I think this moment. It's like everyone's doing their own haircuts. I think. I think. Like I've seen people doing. Uh, you know, like at home stick and poke tattoos. There's something about. <laughs> just being at home and, and not really having like real ways to express yourself. Uh, like we, you know, like we've been able to, that I think is inspiring people. Like I'm just dying to pierce my ear. Um, and I don't really know why it's just something about like, maybe it's because like, I don't have any, like I'm not going to go be out in public for the next couple months so I can just sort of test it out and see what have happens. Have you ever had a pierce piercing before? I haven't no. So this would be your first um, first time. This would be my first, but I, I want to like parent trap style it, you know, mm-hmm. just like needle and uh, ice cube. Unfortunately, Sam wasn't around for you know when Jason had his ears stretched and I had a septum piercing, but you know, uh, it's, well, Sam, why we don't, don't you just pierce pierce that thing tonight, baby? Memorial Day yeah. weekend. <laughs> I might. Summer never dies on on Shutter Island. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I think that you could. I think that would be a fun thing for you to do. I think it'd be a good experience. Does um, I think so? I've been wanting to do it for a while. We talked about it for have, a year. You already have a Chrome Hearts piece picked out. I'm assuming. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Just a little tasteful stud. You know, Nothing it's too heavy. It'll weigh you down. You know that. A little, a little tasteful dangly uh, cross. <laughs> yeah, diamonds, a, sla- you know. a slash style cross <laughs> with diamonds. It's it's really tasteful. It's small. It's tight. It won't be cheap, but it is quality. I don't. I don't know, man. I'm. I'm ready to get my hair cut, and I'm going to get it cut the same way, but by a professional. And it's going to look so much better. That's where my head's at with it. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for you. That's my guess. I'm be, jealous, really. You know, we saw, and and I, I hate to report bad news for all of you fucking you know haters out there, but you know Atlanta did Atlanta did open a little early, and it was controversial, and I still think it was stupid. And Mayor Kemp is a dumbass, but I there there hasn't been a spike. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Which is good news, but I think people good hate news, it. Republican because... Chris. <laughs> First of all, fuck you. Um, but yeah, it was, it, I, which is interesting because I think people just thought it was going to be awful. Maybe it hasn't been like exactly long enough yet to make like a real call on it. But I still think it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you know, as places reopen, people are going to be way more cautious than they used to, and wear yeah. masks and socially distance as best they can. And I think that stuff's all really important. I mean, I talked uh, to my parents and in the city itself, like, you know, it's pretty, they're like, nah, people are serious. You know, it's not like, yeah. you know, if you go three hours North, sure. It's a guy with a machine gun, you know, in front of Starbucks. <laughs> but like, if you're in the city, it's pretty, people are reasonable, you know? Um, so that's good to hear. Cause I, I'm not trying to die in Atlanta. If I'm going to die, I want to die in New York. How long are you going to be there for? Do you have a, you Unspe- date or you, unspecified. You're just nah. there until New York is. Uh... No, nah, I mean, I think New York will ease back. I feel like New York. I, I feel like by the end of June, early July, we'll be in a better spot. You know, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I'm playing it by ear, but I mean, the flights are obviously cheap. And Atlanta to New York, there's actually still a lot of flights. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just hang out. You know, Atlanta in June is pretty fucking nice, actually. Uh, so I'm not too mad. I mean, unless my parents are like, you need to leave. You're annoying as fuck, which is, you know, possible. That's never going to hit the drive through. 
Are you going to hit the drive through strip club or what's the – I mean, I'm considering right now? Again, Sam, as we discussed before, content is king. So <laughs> these experiences that I'm going to be able to have reconnecting with America, I feel compelled to share with a wider audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, whatever happens, happens. But a drive a drive through strip club is an amazing fucking story. I mean, Chris, you can't let the cloud slip away. I can't let if the we've learned, If we've learned anything it's, uh, about this time, it's like – you can't, no matter how dire it gets, you can't let the clouds slip away. You, did you read the TikTok house article in New York Times? I did, yeah. Nick and I are thinking about starting one here, actually. I would love to join. I'm a little old. Maybe I could be the manager, but just let me know. I told you that we should that we should rent a house in LA when this was, when this was all starting to go down. Sam and I were going to start a content house, Jason. We would have invited you. That's nice. Uh, maybe I could be like the in-house chef or something like that. Just <laughs> exactly. clean, clean the toilets or something. Well, Chris, but can that, you grow that like weird tuft of hair in the front of your head? Are you able to do that? Because you kind of need one of those to live <laughs> in a hype house. I don't. That's the problem. I don't think I. Maybe I could. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 uh, the know. shave has won me over. But that that article honestly kind of blew my mind. Did you read it, Jason? I did not read it. No. It's pretty fucking wild. Yeah. It's uh, what is I mean? So it's just a day in the life of what's you know TikTokers well, no, all living it, in a in like a porno mansion in Studio City, kind of, but like also a, just like a Chinese government pays for or something. <laughs> it's just well, like, it's wild because this it's a, it's really about like what's happening right now, uh, in terms of like like I think because all these kids are graduating from high school and college, they can all finally move to LA and form these hype houses. Uh, and it just happens to coincide with the pandemic. So it's sort of about like how they're doing that um, given social distancing. And they all have like managers who are trying to make sure that they're not just like going and fucking off with people like outside of their pod or whatever. It's, uh, it's just a very strange world that like, I don't, I think I, I, I peripherally understand it, but then stuff like that, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is, there's a reason the New York times has a full-time reporter covering this. It's that nuanced, and there's that much money involved. It's so wild out there. I mean, I guess. I mean, I. I don't know. I, I'll. I'll. I will. I will read it. Although you know that whole world, I feel like I'm. I'm old enough to where it's just a foreign language to me at this point. I. I mean, I'm. I'm like almost Gen Z, and I still. It yeah. takes me. It takes me a while to figure. I mean, to figure my that shit out. my explore page, like every day, I I click like. Don't show me this again when it's just it's just videos of like hot fourteen year old dudes all like and three of them are doing the same like kindergartner dance and then they smile at the end and then that's it. That is it. That's all I mean, TikTok Jason, is. I don't know what's not appealing about that. Yeah, what's not great. clicking? What's not what's clicking? Not, what's, for not, you, what's not hitting? Yeah, I, mean, I don't understand. It's it's like it's it's entertainment for five and under, you know. Like you did the you did the dance. I mean, when we talked to you know, we had Brian Boy on the on the show last episode, and he had like yeah, fully gone gone crazy on TikTok and like loves it, and it's just and it's just like he's adopted the platform. Yeah, he's like I can't stop, and I feel like that's the the weird thing about it is like that's what I hear from older people. It's like if they need to understand it or choose to, once they get it, they like love it just like a child does. So I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what we're missing. I've never downloaded it. I've I think we we lack the ability and uh, to dance and pr- <laughs> stick to itiveness to to learn and make TikTok our own. Yeah, and that's I true. I just don't I'm think not, we will be able to ever do it. You know, like the same way I'm I'm never going to watch Game of Thrones or whatever. Like, 
It's just yeah. it's just not going to happen. I think it's like the numbers are just so the numbers are so mind boggling on TikTok, right? Like, you know, I think it's a lot easier maybe to get like eight million followers on TikTok than is on Instagram because mm. of just like the way that TikTok distributes content yeah. to all of its users. No, um, I think I think so too. So if you're if you're like a if you're like a you know freaky eighteen year old boy with like half bleached hair, mm-hmm. uh, you know you can like. Like that's your ticket to securing a bag, right? Not like, not right. like the laborious process of building up an Instagram brand or whatever. Right. It's very easy. On, it's very on TikTok, quick. You don't have to. You don't even have to buy your followers. They're just already there for you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have to have a marble table or avocado toast or a latte ever. <laughs> you can just dance. You can just freak it with your homies. Honestly, it sounds great. It does. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds great. But no, they, I mean, but I, none of them can. None of them are really dancing. Is the thing? It's like they're all doing this thing that's not a dance. It's more of like a like a little riddle that they've solved with their body of like <laughs> you move your. You know, it's, it's no. I mean, I keep coming back to Chris Brown, but you know, you watch him dance. It's something else. No, no. I mean, there there are people who can really move to the music, and then there's like hot hotties that like flail around a little bit. This remotely on beat. It's just you know, very it's, bad yeah. dancing. It is bad dancing, but they're hot, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. I've, I've been advised. I've been advised by Gen Zers in the know that uh, twins are are big on TikTok. So damn, Jason. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Jason, you should look into it. I, th- I think um, I think the asterisk is hot twins on are board. big on, on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think everything on TikTok has to be had to has to be you know hot. That's the yeah, I mean, that goes one. without saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the number one aspect of, of the whole platform. No, no fat twins allowed on TikTok. Definitely not. No, hell no. No fatties. No, hell no. Um, <laughs> all right, guys, this has been a pleasure. Uh, <laughs> right. Sam, thank you for. Thank you for joining us. And I have to say, I think that we, we heard some birds chirping in the background, which really sets the mm-hmm. tone. For it was this beautiful show. sound design. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah it's actually, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a loop I pulled up on my computer. Thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> now, uh, thanks for having me on. No problem. And three, three Virgo Kings. Wow. Represent. Oh, gang, gang, gang. What's the, what's the B day, Sam? August 26th. Okay. Okay. What about He's you early. guys? He's early. I'm, I'm September 14th. And Jason, what are you, 5th? 4th. Fourth. All right. I'm in uh, good Sam, company with you guys. Thank you. Tell tell them where they can find you on the on the web if they're not familiar. Uh, yeah, the handles are at Samuel Hine, um, and subscribe to GQ and Corporate Lunch. Is there anything uh, anything coming up on GQ that we should be checking for? Any sneak peeks? Um, well, I'm trying to finish the August issue right now. Um, I've got a couple pieces in there so that's going to be yeah i think i think the august issue the august issue is going to be the second one that we produce totally remotely and uh it's a heater so right well like like i said like i said sam i'm buying that tripod so you know if there's a cover available yeah let let your your little boss know that i'm buying a tripod soon so (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, tell your, tell your little boss that I, I copped a tripod. He knows what to do. The, you know the beating I mean? yeah. war can begin now, Sam. <laughs> our, our, our people will be in touch. Right? <laughs> Good, I love that. I love that. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Have fun out there. All right, take care, fellas. Later, man. <laughs>